Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Aliza Kelly, and I am here today with a true monarch, you guys, a real queen, a plant queen. You may know them as Christopher, the plant queen on Instagram, but I now know them as a sun in Aries, a moon in Libra. You were born during a full moon, just FYI, in case you didn't know. I did not and know. <laughs> of Pisces rising. It is so lovely to meet you, Christopher. No, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me on. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Your energy is everything. Oh my God. I Well, the feeling is completely mutual. I am such a huge fan of your Instagram. I'm such a huge fan of your aesthetic. Oh my God, aesthetic. <laughs> like, <laughs> such, so important. And I guess I would love to, you know, this is the first time that we're connecting ever. Yeah. Um, and I would love to just get to know how you became the plant queen. Ah. How does how does one become the plant queen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you know, we, we all have inner plant queens. And so, you know, it, it really started with my, my grandmother. She was the original green goddess in my life and she had a beautiful garden. Um, I grew up in West Philadelphia and she, when I was about like four or five years old, she would take me on trips to some of her favorite nurseries in Philadelphia. And... Uh, it was such a land of enchantment. It was like the, I was stepping into this magical jungle as a little child. Um, and my grandmother, you know, shared her joy and her passion with me. And I think that was, it was just a, a beautiful thing to witness. She would let me, you know, pick out some of the plants we would take home whenever I was over her house. She would remind me to water them. So she was instilling in me this appreciation and love for nature and for house plants. But I didn't actually get my first house plant until about five, four years ago. Um, I ended up getting a, a pothos plant, which I still have today and uh, got my first pothos plant. And uh, it was a wrap from there. Four or five years of, uh, you know, being a plant parent. I now have over 185 plants in my apartment. And, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so many plants. Yeah, so many plants. I called it my green girl. And, you know, really, I wanted to share, you know, my experiences and what I was learning and my joy uh, through social media and kind of created, you know, this platform to really just have fun with myself, have fun with how I wanted to express myself and show up in the world and be creative in my gender expression. But then also just make plant care fun, easy, accessible, and digestible for folks. Because I know there's a lot of anxiety around taking care of plants. So yeah, so that's that's me in a nutshell. I have so many questions. I'm so intrigued. There's so many different ways that I want to <laughs> like poke and prod around, which is my favorite <laughs> thing to do. But I I would say, okay, so when I think about plants, house plants, obviously in the past few years, there's been like a houseplant revival, right? Like yeah. people care yeah. about houseplants again. But I feel like there was the 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the 80s when the plastic ones really took over, mm -hmm. like that's when things change. But mm -hmm. what's the history of houseplants? <laughs> like, is there like yeah. a, a like a modern day, like sort of retrospective on how we've had how we've existed with our houseplants? 
Yeah, so, you know, I haven't really dived um, too deep into the overall history. I do know, um, you know, some history of some particular plants and how they were discovered in their native habitat and I, I would say domesticated and brought into our home. Um, and so, you know, I think the reason I think plants have seen this revival, especially this year, I think it's pretty simple. We're just spending more time indoors, you know? Um, and uh, I think that, you know, there's a yearning for wanting to bring life and, uh, um, I don't know, new energy into our faces. And I think plants really provide that. Um, it also provides you an opportunity to nurture something and see growth as a result of your own nurturing, the love, care, and attention that you put into something. And the result is its own growth, which in turn feeds us, right? So I feel like it's a very two-way street uh, relationship when it comes to plant care. But yeah, I think more folks are spending time, uh, more time indoors. And I think they're really looking for an opportunity to, to green up their spaces and to bring life and breath into their spaces. Um, but obviously, you know, plants have a long history with us. And I joke with some of my friends, uh, that, you know, like way back in the day, it was like, oh, you know, want to have babies. And then it was like, let's have pets. And now it's like, let's have plants. <laughs> so I feel like there's yes. always this medium of wanting to take care of something. And I think plants are just really accessible for folks right now. Um, especially for, you know, the, I don't know, the, the modern day lifestyle is just very busy. Um, and I think plants provide an opportunity to care for something that does not require our attention all the time, but still requires our attention, love and care. Yeah. And it also depends on what plant it is, because some of these plants need 24 seven attention. This, this these plants is true. have personalities. Oh, they do. They do. These they green girls. Really do. <laughs> they really do. I think that more of a symptom of human arrogance is thinking that plants aren't conscious. Mm. You know, like plants are so sentient. Mm -hmm. Plants are so aware. They're aware of us. They're aware of how we're treating ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're aware. Of, they're very much aware of how we're treating them. But they're also taking in different types of energies that we're exuding. Yeah. So plants are like, I mean, they, I have found in my experience, not with 180 plus, <laughs> but with the few plants that I have, have um, how each one is so unique and mm. has and shows up in such different ways mm. and surprises you. Like I had no idea, like some of my plants like will randomly start flowering yep, after I have them yep. for five years. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I have a plant named Fred. And then suddenly it like, it's a lemon lime Oh my plant, God. Yeah. And suddenly it became Frederick. Like it like just like stepped in and, <laughs> yeah. and it was like two weeks of Frederick and now it's back to Fred. But it's, um, I'm so blown away by the, I don't know, by, by just the transformation that takes yeah. place when we are watching plants. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing to witness. And I think there's such a, a beautiful stillness that comes with growing, um, you know, bringing houseplants into your space. And, you know, I, I often say that, uh, you know, my plants have provided me with a mirror to 
really see and really reflect on how I'm caring for myself and how I'm, you know, caring for others. Um, you know, I'm making sure they have water. Am I drinking enough water? Is my body hydrated? Are they getting enough sunlight? Am I getting enough sunlight? Am I, you know, giving them the nutrients they need to grow and thrive? Am I giving my body the nutrients to grow and thrive so that my roots can grow strong and that I can continue to grow in the ways that I really want to? So, I mean, and, you know, it's, um, I think it's easy to get wrapped up into this idea that plants are furniture and just like, oh, I just want to get a plant to make things look green and make things look lush and kind of just bypass all the beautiful intricacies that comes with caring for plants. And so I always encourage folks that, you know, when you're looking to bring a plant into your home, have fun with it, leave with a sense of curiosity, but also know that this is a serious undertaking. You're bringing a living, breathing creature into your home and you want to make sure that you're giving that creature everything that she needs in order to thrive and grow. So yes, yes. It's a journey. I, it's a journey. I, <laughs> I feel like this is, I, I have this little expression and I say, tank, there are no coincidences. And I feel like this conversation is so tank for me because I have been spending, I grew up born and raised in New York City in mm-hmm. an apartment, you know, in not like, a nice apartment, you know, mm-hmm. in a in a, an apartment of that had a lot of mice issues, and it was, you know, a byproduct of like the difficult financial circumstances mm-hmm. that my family was in. Mm-hmm. And m- there were no plants in my apartment growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom was afraid. <laughs> I think the irony is that she was afraid of bugs, even though <laughs> the apartment was infested with rats. Wow. Um, but it was. There was I ha- I felt very disconnected from nature as mm. a kid. I was very disconnected. I didn't just feel it. I mm. and now as an adult taking care of myself and realizing and addressing health things and and really dialing into the deficiencies, let's say, mm. that I have just on like a biological level, mm. my vitamin D is really low, other hormonal things, mm. realizing that that deficiency also came from not understanding and not knowing the natural world and Mm. my own rhythms Mm. and my own cycles and that. And my entry into that was astrology because astrology was cerebral. And I had, even though I couldn't see the stars, I could imagine them Mm. in my apartment, you know, Mm. like I could imagine these planets like as orbits and as cycles, which has then transported me into the natural world. And wow. now I'm, 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 you know, reporting to you live from upstate New York, like Hello. spending so much time in nature, watching nature, looking at it, mm. listening to it, trying to build a relationship with it, because I've realized through coming at it from the mic, the macrocosm, that the microcosm of me as a natural being is like, that's also where all the answers are, you know? I um, love it. My God. It's, but it's like, it's either way you look at it, like it's the same cycle, yeah. you know? It's like you think about it on that intellectual cerebral level through the astrology, or you watch it grow in your apartment in the form of like a beautiful bud. Yeah. It's the same cycle. It's yeah. it's all beautiful mirrors that remind us of our connectivity mm. and that there is this evolution and this process that mm. we are we're we're 
we need things, you know, Mm -hmm, (laughs) we're living. mm -hmm. Come through. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) All the words. (laughs) Uh, But I think that like, you know, in finding, and this has been something that is, I've been, you know, journaling about this and like really just like (laughs) enmeshing myself in sort of trying to, in almost like giving back to my child self that didn't have access to nature. And, you know, that's, I had access to lots of things growing up in New York City that are extremely special. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've learned, I know the subway system by the time I was 10. Like, that's an amazing skill to have. But Uh I also, the things that I was lacking, the nature aspect, I'm coming into it as an adult. And meeting you here, who has this, you know, uh, ancestral connection through your grandmother, sort of showing you, like, this is how you move through a nursery. These are, this is how you like live with a plant. This is what that entails. And then you finding that and bringing that into your space feels like a real meeting of the minds, if you will, of Mm -hmm. like how to arrive at the same place from a different direction. I love it. My God. (laughs) So what happened when like you, so you got that first one and then how did we get to 180? Like how did how how did the second one come in to be? Ah, yeah. So um, it took me some time. So, you know, I had the plant and you know, I was just like, okay, I have a plant. Let's see how she does. I'm not going to, you know, give her too much attention because I tend to be an over-nurturer. <laughs> um, especially as an educator, I was just like, I just I have to step back and give her room to grow. And so she just started growing and I was like, oh my God, this just feels so good. It was just a simple joy. Um, but I think it was also an area that allowed me to step outside of, uh, I don't know, just like my, you know, my nine to five conversation. So, you know, I do, um, LGBTQ advocacy work, uh, you know, nine to five and I love that work, but you know, we, we need spaces to replenish ourselves and take a break from the work um, and take a break from, you know, certain conversations. And I felt like, you know, this this plant was offering me an opportunity to explore something new that I haven't um, explored as an adult. And so I kind of just hopped on my phone, Googled like plant shops in my area, hopped on my bike and that started the journey. I would start riding around, had a little basket on my bike, Every time I went out with my bike, I always came back with a plan. I was living with two roommates at the time. God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> because I I think I, yeah, by by the end of that summer, I think I had about, a, I would say about 30-ish plants in that little apartment. And then eventually moved on to get my own space. And I don't know, it just, it was like, I was peeling an onion and it was just so many different layers that I didn't even realize was there. You know, I was just like, this is an opportunity for me to, you know, I'm uh, treating myself to a self-care date. This is, you know, an opportunity for me to just exist with myself and be with nature. A very solitude, uh, a moment of solitude that I found. But then I would start frequenting all these shops. I got to know the owner. Then I was like, got to know the folks that worked at the shop. And I was like, oh, it's like building a little community. I would start running into the same folks at the shops. We would go to the same events. And then it started building like this plant community of folks um, that, you know, I today I call my near and dear uh, friends and uh, loved ones and chosen family. 
Yeah, so it, it kind of just led me through this journey of building community uh, with other folks, but then also allowing me an opportunity to really just dive into myself simultaneously, which is, yeah, which has been beautiful. And so in terms of like having a, over 185 plants in my apartment, that has taken time, you know, like I have definitely, you know, sent plants to that little botanical garden in the sky. So, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've definitely killed plants. Um, but it was, it's been a journey of finding what plants mesh well with me. Um, you know, finding the plants that are attuned to my own rhythms. So yeah, so a lot of my plants are ones that I've had for quite some time. Um, and I have the same genus of plants, different species, um, because I know that their rhythm is similar to mine. And so we just, we just mesh very well and we take care of each other. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. So have you like, is that just through your experience of uh, purchasing and caring for and tending to different plants and watching them develop and how you develop with them that you have discovered that? Yeah. So it's, it's really trial and error. So, you know, I'll, you know, bring a plant um, into my space and kind of set them up on a schedule. So I like have all my plants on like a watering schedule, a pruning schedule um, that allows me to take breaks in my day. Um, and I've been working from home uh, since February. So I'm spending a lot of time indoors and I gotta, I gotta switch it up. I gotta have like entry and, you know, out, I got to be able to, you know, create those moments where I can step away from my laptop, step away from my phone, um, and just get back to the basics and that's being with nature. But yeah, I've just found, um, that there are plants that one just fit my space very well in terms of the lighting that I can provide. There are, you know, the plants enjoy similar humidity levels that I enjoy. So, I don't really enjoy high, high humidity, which is probably why ferns don't like me at all. <laughs> I cannot take care of ferns um, at all. Um, but like the snake plant is is one of my favorite plants because they're extremely resilient. They're hardy. You don't have to water them as often. And they are very adaptable to, uh, you know, various lighting situations. And so I find that plants that are really adaptable are the ones that do well with me and also find myself to be a very adaptable person, depending on what situation I'm in. I've never made that connection before, but I'm making it here with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really just been a trial and error. And, and whenever a plant doesn't survive, I'll make note of it, of what could have went wrong. Um, sometimes I try again and sometimes I'm successful. Other times I'm not successful. But yeah, I try to treat my plants like roommates. I'm like, are we going to match? You know, I do my research on the plant. Are we going to match? I give it a try. If it doesn't work out, then... Have you found it to be, in terms of like learning about the plants, doing your research on the plants, do you have any resources that you go to that you find to be really approachable and that are in you know, that aren't in like Latin gatekeeper terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh my God, plant Latin names. If folks aren't into it, get into it. They remind me of like fabulous drag queen names. So like I see <laughs> all the Latin names that's like potential drag queen names. So if anyone needs any inspiration, they want to go into drag, look up the plant scientific Latin names. 
all the inspiration I love that. ever need. But no, so I, um, you know, there's so much information about, you know, how to care for a particular plant. Sometimes it's uh, contradictory. Uh, sometimes it's just all over the place. And so what I tend to do, I don't have like a specific source or website that I use. I'll typically like just Google the name of the plant and I'll look up like the first maybe four links and I'll kind of create my own plant care recipe. So I'll, I'll take, you know, oh, this, they said this from this website. Oops, they said this from this particular book. All right. And then I kind of just create my own idea of what I hope would work. And then, yeah, I implement it. I go in and I'm, you know, making sure that they have this particular amount of sun, that the soil has, you know, I don't know, certain components in it. And then, you know, sometimes I'll uh, buy the same plant and I'll place them at different parts of my apartment and see how well they do. Um, oh, wow. So it's also, it's like so fun you're also doing like research. I mean, this is also like a, a laboratory. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, literally. Um, so, and, 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 you know, it's just, it's leading with finance curiosity, you know, um, and, uh, a playfulness to it all. You know, I think there's just so, so much anxiety important. about caring for plants. I'm like, throw the anxiety out the window. We got enough things to be anxious about in this world. Plant does not have to be one of them. Oh my goodness. I'm really, really beautifully said. And at the time of this recording, you have your, I voted sticker on, ah! um, there's also, I mean, one of the things, as you were just mentioning Google to me, that this is last night I did something so horrible. I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning making a list of everything that Trump has done in oh, the past wow. four years wow. that is horrible because I feel like I needed to just, I, at the time last night, and I felt like I needed to just kind of like get it all out of my head mm, because mm. it's just been compounding for so many, you, there's just so many bad things. Mm -hmm. And I forgot, I just realized as I'm saying this to put on my list, one of the things that he did is um, he undid the net neutrality act, mm. which I have see, I see so viscerally when I try to Google something to get information because you don't get information anymore. You get products. Yep. And now the first four pages of Google, I actually, I don't even know. It might even go beyond that. I just give up at four is, yeah. um, is just, you know, like for instance, I was trying to look up how to care for a, a, an outdoor plant, like, mm -hmm. you know, what it was, what it needed. Mm -hmm. And all of it was just like tree, shrub, or like yeah. John's tree landscaping yeah. <laughs> services and like the FAQ section of that. But that's not information. That's yeah. like uh, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's really kind of like, I mean, these are the, the reasons that it is really important for us to like, be aware that it doesn't have to be like this, you know, like you should be able to use the internet to get, to find, to have a place where you can get good information mm. about that's like just neutral, you know, mm -hmm. that isn't trying to sell you something while it's telling you how to care for your plant or animal or family or loved one. But uh, alas, it's, I, I think that we've all had to, I mean, hopefully people are at least on aware of that on some level where mm. they have been doing a sort of had used a similar technique, which is like a piece of information from this, a piece of information from that, a little book here, because everything is now just consumerism, you know, it's just products. It really is. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy you brought this up because 
you know, we can also, so, you know, uh, something that I've been able to do is build a relationship with my local plant shops and nurseries. And so, you know, you have folks working in these shops and they are passionate. They are just as passionate about plants as you are, or maybe you want to be, right? So, um, you know, I encourage folks to have conversations with folks that work in the plant shops. Um, I do that all the time. I may even know about the damn plant, but I'm like, let me see what they think. You know, like, let's have a conversation. So I encourage folks to have conversations with, you know, their plant friends. Um, nine times out of 10, there's probably someone you know that is just as obsessed with plants as you are. Um, I was sitting in, this was pre-COVID, but I was uh, sitting in a coffee shop uh, working on, um, you know, a plant presentation. And uh, this woman next to me was like, oh, my God, you're in the plants, too. And like that ended like that started a, a hour conversation of like us just sharing like plant photos. I mean, like, oh, what about this? How like how do you take care of this? Um, and so I, I encourage folks to to have real conversations with folks as well. And I think one of the dangerous things about consumerism and capitalism is that, you know, especially in the plant industry, Sometimes the goal is to just have people continue to buy plants over and over and over again. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, the information that is released may not be in best interest for the plant. You know, maybe, you know, that plant is designed to um, not design, but, you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, this is like the uh, the skeptic and um conspiracy theorist in me. But, you know, there are situations when there are plants that are not going to make it in your home because of how they were grown and because they have weak root system. And so you bring this plant to your home, you're giving it everything it needs to grow and thrive, but it never really had a chance of surviving in your place in the first place. So what do you do? You go and buy another one. That dies, you go and buy another one. And so I really encourage folks to to really think about where they're buying their plants from, um, get to know their plant shops and their nurseries, see where they're sourcing their plants from. You know, there's so many levels, there's so many entry points and ways that you can get into this if you want to, you know, like I obviously have a deep passion um, for this. So, you know, obviously I'm very interested in, you know, figuring out where a plant is sourced from, that may not be your interest and that is okay. Um, but know that that is a conversation that you can have and it could be helpful to know. It's so interesting I because it makes so much sense what you're saying. And someone got me a plant from like Target or Walmart or something mm-hmm. and it died so fast. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm I'm not to say that I'm the best mom, mm-hmm. but I don't usually lose my babies that quickly. Yeah. It was like a little bit alarming. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know it was also like, I know this plant, like this is like sort of like, gen- I don't know what it's called. I don't, I never know what they're called, but okay. <laughs> I was like, this is like generic. This is like generic house plant. Like if somebody were to be like, draw a house plant, it looks like <laughs> that. I know how to take care of that kind of plant, you know? And it just was gone, like maybe five days, almost like it was a bouquet of flowers, you know? And I thought it was the oddest thing because my other plants didn't do that. And I didn't even think about the fact that, yes, if you're buying it from a store that's like 
you know, with, that is very much intending, you know, that wants you to come back and keep shopping there. Mm -hmm. Of course they're going to, they're not, whether they are specifically engineering their plans to have very short lifespans or they just don't care enough to give them a full chance. Yeah. I, I could not do anything with that plan. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's sad. And, you know, plans go through shock as like, you know, uh, there's so many analogies that we could like plant to our own bodies. Like moving is stressful, right? Moving is stressful for plants as well. Like plants experience shock. And so, you know, when I think about those big box stores that may not necessarily, you know, maybe they're not engineering the plant. That's, I feel like that's conspiracy theorists. Like maybe, who knows? But, you know, maybe they're not putting the love, care and attention into the transportation of those plants, right? And so, you know, as... Uh, you know, a plant is uprooted uh, from its nursery, put into a nursery pod, transported to this big box store, and then transported into your home. That's a lot of transition period for a plant to go through. And we're interrupting their rhythm and cycle every time we move them. And so by the time they get to our, you know, our spot, they have been traumatized, you know? Totally, totally. And then, you know, we're looking at it and we're like, well, is it me? I'm like, no, that plant has a whole entire history that we're unaware of, right? Like, how did it, how did it get from the ground to your, your space? It went through a lot of different transitions. So I encourage folks not to put it on themselves when a plant die. Um, but it, it could be the journey of the plant was just too stressful for that particular plant. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I had a, my relationship with plants really started to change when, I mean, and I also am having a little bit of a breakthrough here too, because my last normal person job, mm-hmm. um, before I became a full-time astrologer, like just one day I like came into work, I was working as an assistant at a, fucking disgusting hedge fund and Mm. making no money and Mm. everyone else was gross. And Mm. there was this plant. And so, okay. So one day everyone just, the company was done. Everyone got fired. It just (gasps) out of the blue. Oh my God. So, and I was already like, I had already dipped in and out of astrology and like had started something and then it didn't work. So then I, you know, this was sort of me with my tail between my legs coming back and being like, I guess I'm just going to have to live a really sad life for mm-hmm. myself. I guess that I'm not supposed to live a magical life after mm-hmm. all. And this job was the last time that I had a job like that. And mm-hmm. it was at, the, at this job when I randomly, you know, 400 people just lost their jobs overnight. And among that, everything had to go. Everything had to leave the office. And there was this bamboo palm. And it was this giant plant in one of the conference rooms. And there was a very odd woman who was taking care of it and she kept putting miracle grow in it. Mm. And she was like, oh, I don't have room for it. Like, who's going to take it? So I took this bamboo palm and at first, and it was like, because she kept putting miracle grow in it, you know, it was like all beefed up. And then I, when it came to me, I stopped putting that in it Mm. and it just was suffering. Mm. And it was just like, it went from being this like, very 80s aesthetic plant to then really being sad. And I thought I was going to lose it. And it was like a huge plant. It was like a fucking real Uber nightmare to figure out how to get it, you know? (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah, but somehow we made it through the other side. Hmm. And I've had that plant now for six years. And it's so um, 
important to me and it was such a it was so symbolic and I haven't even really processed the fact that it came from the last job that was mm. so not aligned with my truth mm. but I like pulled it out saved it stopped giving it this weird fucking well I don't know what your thoughts are on that miracle girl maybe you like it but to me it just I felt like it there was something amiss about putting blue liquid into it yeah fertilizer yeah I have um some different thoughts. I think there there are some ways to uh, not use synthetic chemical. Um, there are more natural ways. You can use like loose tea leaves. You can use uh, crushed eggshell. Um, there are ways to fertilize the plant without using chemicals. But no, I love that story because y'all were both going through a transition period, right? So the the care and the routine and the cycle of that particular plant under the care of that woman look very different as compared to your care, right? And I think that's the beautiful thing about the resiliency and the ability for plants to adapt. We just have to give them time. We have to give them space to do that, just like we would need space and time to adapt to a new situation. So I'm telling you, I'm, child, <laughs> I'm telling you the analogies back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it's it's so, because it's like, it's mirrors. It's mm -hmm. just reflections, reflections, reflections. It's, it's so important. And like, it's bigger than just a single person's reflection. You know, yeah. it's like the collective reflection, which actually leads me to um, something else I'm really curious about, which is the role of social media yeah. in your life and in the development of, well, I guess your relationship to self, your relationship to your plants and how you are disseminating this information. So you had mentioned before we started recording that you have seen uh, this incredible growth on social media and that you have some theories as to what is going on with that. And I'd love to know about your journey and what you've experienced. Yeah. So, you know, y'all, I've been doing the same thing for, like, I started this Instagram account December 26th of 2016. Oh, so it's a Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, and at first, you know, I was like, oh, I just want to focus on the plants. And then, you know, I kind of started putting myself in front of the camera and because I, there was a joy that I was experiencing and I wanted to document that joy. This year comes around and we're hit with a multitude of things, right? We're spending more time indoors. Folks are beginning to realize the problematic uh, history of this country as it relates to systemic racism. And, uh, you know, and how it's, you know, uh, disproportionately impacting not only communities, uh, you know, uh, the Black community, but also queer, trans, and non-binary uh, folks of color. And so I was in a space where I was engaging in healing and I was documenting my, my healing process. And so I think that because folks were spending more time indoors. I had just moved into a new apartment and I was kind of figure out like, how am I going to continue to green up this space? So I documented it. But the lens of, you know, an educator, I feel like I'm always a person that's trying to also just make sure that anything that I go through and learn from and feel that it has, you know, impacted my life in uh, a way that has helped me get to a new level or a next step. I want to be able to share that. And so that's what I did. And so 
I think folks were, you know, stuck inside. It was like, damn, I want to green up my space. So there was that. But then also, I, I tried to infuse conversations around, you know, my blackness, my queerness, my feminist, and then also just navigating the world as a non-binary person. And so I kind of infused some of that as well. So it was just like, who is this like black, queer, non-binary femme person that's really into plants? And I think, I think there were just a lot of different entry points that folk could, you know, relate to. If they wasn't into plants, maybe they came because of, you know, the identity stuff that I was sharing and exploring. Um, it has taken me so much time to, you know, really get to this point in terms of my own understanding of who I am. And I'm continuing to grow. Like I still, there's still parts of me that I have yet to explore. Right. Um, but I don't mind sharing that. I don't mind sharing that journey. Um, because I know that, um, and I had tons of mentors and folks and a family that loved me, but I think it's something to be able to see, you know, possibility in someone else's existence. And so, you know, I, I don't, um, feel like I'm some grand presence or anything like that. Y'all, I'm literally just having fun. I'm engaging in healing. I'm trying to figure my shit out. And I'm just sharing that. I'm just sharing it. That's it. And if, you know, you find some joy, some happiness, a realization, a reflection or anything in that, then I love you for it. I love that that's something that you can find. But yeah, I'm really just having fun with all of this and just trying to figure my shit out. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is, y'all. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, but, but I think that like once we can start having these types of conversations. It's just so clear that everything, I mean, no pun intended, it all comes from the same root. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's all rooted in, I, and I love that you said curiosity. I also, you know, I encourage people to really approach astrology with that compassionate curiosity in the same way of like, see your, like, wonder about why you do the things you do. Don't judge them. You know, don't be mean. Don't be harsh. We have enough of that externally. Mm-hmm. But like, question, be curious, explore, experiment. You know, if you don't like the way you're doing something, if you don't like the way some aspect of your life is going, change it. Move the fucking plan to the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Like, ex- in the same way, it's like, there's ways that we can take our experiences that we have with plants, with Mm. astrology, with our healing journey, and just add some and make it something that's interactive Mm. and that's childlike and that's brings joy. And playful and and playful. And playful, yes. And so that it's not like constantly, you know, so that we don't feel like we're institutionalizing our own healing process, you know? That's not going to help. We learn that. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got that. We have that information. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, you know, just finding what's your entry point into it? What are the things that bring you joy? And I don't know. I feel like there's so many different distractions that can keep us from ourselves. And I think that, you know, hopefully, um, you know, amidst all the tragic things that has happened this year, hopefully folks have been given some time to sit with themselves, to be with themselves. And I, I, and that's, I, you know, as an extroverted energy kind of person, pre-COVID, I was relying on, you know, my self-care was not 
was self-care, but it was surrounded by other people. So I was like, I'm going to go to the gym for self-care, but I was surrounded by a bunch of other people. Oh, I'm going to go, um, you know, to the movies with myself, but I'm still surrounded by other people, you know, like there's always, you know, and so, um, I feel like, and now you're surrounded by other I'm, people yeah, too, but in a different, <laughs> in a different way. way, in a different way. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I do hope that folks, uh, have an opportunity just to sit with themselves. I think sometimes it's very scary to do that. Um, and folks, you know, may, may be afraid to really sit with themselves, but I think plants have a, created a space for me to exist around an energy, but I'm still with myself, if that makes any sense. You know, I still feel yes. the warmth, the energy, the rhythm, the cycles, but I'm with myself in all of it. That's so beautiful. So. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think that, you know, um, in the same way that, and, and this is what, this is a hundred percent like on the track of being one of those stories that like my dementia ass and like 60 years says over and over again. <laughs> but when I got fired from that last job mm -hmm. and I had told my, my teacher, you know, like I got fired, I guess like I'm going to, become an astrologer. And she was like, yeah, you got fired to be an astrologer. And I was like, but 400 other people got fired. Like that for me to become an astrologer. Mm. And she was like, no, everyone needed to do something else, mm. you know? And that's how I think COVID is, you know, yeah. I think that that's what a global pandemic is. And it's kind of, it's so macro. That's a little bit of a mind fuck. Mm. But if we really just allow ourselves to think like, no, every single person needed to adjust mm. somehow it's, that is what this very unprecedented in our lifetime and, and strange, unusual moment can offer is is to look at something from a different perspective. Mm. And everybody needed a different perspective somehow, some way. Preach it. Preach it. No, literally. <laughs> no, really, really. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. So for our listeners who are excited to begin their journey with plants. Yeah. What are just some, what are some first steps to take? Yeah. So quickly I'll go through um, some simple steps and then I'll, I'll recommend three plants that I love that are near and dear to my heart and pretty on the easier side to care for. So the first thing, um, and I hope that folks do all of this with uh, a level of patience a level of uh, intentionality and a level of fun. So the first thing that I encourage folks to do is just to assess their space. What are the direction of the windows? How much sunlight is going into the space? What is the average temperature? What is the average humidity level? You can get little tools to measure temperature and humidity level. In terms of sunlight, I usually use my compass app on my phone. And then I have a general idea of like, okay, this is the kind of, you know, sunlight I'm going to get into the space. If folks are just moving into an apartment or a home or anything like that, one of the calmest, most beautiful moments I ever had whenever I moved into a space was coming into the space, cleaning it up while it was still empty, and then spending a day watching the sunlight move through the space. If you have time to do that, it's a wonderful way to sit with the energy of your apartment, your home, your space, your office. It's a beautiful thing. The second thing I encourage folks to do is a simple little Google search, little research, figure out, you know, what if there's a particular plant that you want or you have your eye on a particular plant, just research the plant care tips of that particular plant so that you know that you can match the plant need to what your space can provide. So those two steps. 
The third step is getting a new planter for that plant. So uh, plants often come in their plastic nursery pots and they're stuffed and jam-packed into the nursery pots. So you have to get it a new planter, repot that queen into a new pot. You don't have to repot the plant right away because there's plant shop, which is moving the plant, right? Moving the plant from location to location and changing temperature, sunlight, humidity. And then there's transplant shock, where the roots are shocked when you're bringing that plant into new soil. Bring the plant into the home, put it in that spot you just designated, and then maybe repot like a week later so that you can stagger the shock and not put all the shock onto the plant at once. And then fourth is just having fun, being patient. Let that queen sit in her spot. She may lose a leaf. That is okay. She's just getting adjusted. Um, but I try to leave my plant in that spot for about a month, a month, to uh, six weeks just to give that plant time to establish its routine and its cycle and um, its rhythm. So that's like the four easy little steps um, folks can take around like greening up your space. In terms of plant that I really love, uh, the pothos plant um, is one that I really, really love. Um, it's nicknamed Devil's Ivy because it's apparently so resilient um, that that's the nickname. Uh, snake plant, which I have 25. I love them. <laughs> they are one of my favorite plants. Um, they're really adaptable. You don't have to water them as often. And they are wonderful air purifiers. So I think NASA has done some studies that shows that snake plants uh, suck out like toxins from the air, including formaldehyde. Hopefully no one has formaldehyde in their homes. But Good to know that plants are sucking out that toxin and releasing oxygen. Yes, especially if you are the 13-year-old version of me who got her hair professionally straightened <laughs> with formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. So for those folks, please get a snake plant, please. Um, and then last is the ZZ plant, so Z as in zebra. Um, and those are also just really easy to care for. It can survive in a bunch of different lighting situations. So yeah, so those are the three queens, the three green girls I would recommend, um, you know, folks welcome into their home if they're just beginning out on this journey and they want to get their, you know, their planty skills, uh, a little try. Amazing. Thank you so much. That is, that's so helpful. Um, especially since we know that it's hard to find information <laughs> from a reliable source from Googling these days. It's so great to be able to get just, you know, um, hands-on, allegorical, anecdotal experience from somebody who's working with the plans themselves. It is a true honor. It is the way that, you know, it is how for so many thousands of years we have passed information from mm. generation to generation. And mm. it's, uh, here's another very weird opportunity is that we can maybe emphasize that teaching process more. Mm. Um, so where can we find you to keep learning? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm mainly on Instagram, um, plant queen, that's P-L-A-N-T, queen, and that's spelled K-W-E-E-N. Naturally, of you course. Know, naturally. <laughs> what um, else? <laughs> so yeah, so folks, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't really use any other social media platform because Instagram is a beast within itself. So if folks want to, you know, give me a little follow, um, hopefully I can brighten up your day. Thank you. You've definitely brightened up mine. Um, thank you so much. No, this has been such a joy. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love this conversation again. Love your energy. And I'm better for participating in all of this. Thank you. Thank you so much. 